Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned into this week's episode of So There's That Podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for sharing, liking my pages. I really appreciate all that shit. Just so y'all know, that is a gift to me. I just celebrated my birthday this past Sunday. And so let's just say if you didn't cash at me, which you still can today, it's it's a dollar sign, Keith of Kentucky, K-E-E-T-H-A-K-E-N-T-U-C-K. If you want to, no pressure. Um, but yeah, I had a really great day. I did absolutely nothing, which is exactly my goal. Didn't want to do shit. Want to chill out. Like I've been in this funk, and I think I spoke about this on a previous episode. Um, all of February, like February is fucked. Like I said, we definitely moved Black History Month to June. It wasn't up to my standard. I don't know if it was up to yours, but I just feel like we didn't do that shit right. So we got to move that shit over to the right a little bit. Um, but I had been in a space of, I did so much last year. Um, turning 33 last year for me was just... I accomplished so much last year and it feels like right now I'm like in such a standstill, but not only just being at a standstill, like in my, like in my view right now, I have so many things ahead of me and I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to maneuver through all of those. And it's, and it's giving me fucking anxiety. So I feel like anytime that I rest, that I'm doing something wrong. And I've talked to uh, multiple girlfriends of mine who also feel the same way. That feels like, when you actually just stop for a second that you're going to lose sight of something else or, or something's going to fuck up. And that's the mindset that I've been in. And I just encourage y'all to really just rest, take a nap, sis. Like we deserve that. That is not a bad thing. We have to recharge and get back to it, refocus and then, then get back to it, you know? So that's what I did this week. I took a week of leave um, up until today. My son got sent home from daycare. So now he's with me for the rest of the week. No biggie. Um, but I did get to Monday, came home, took a nap, woke up at like two o'clock, got up, picked the kids up, <laughs> went to my son's basketball game, went back to sleep. Like I slept all day and I have no guilt about it and check no emails. I didn't. Um, I did do a few things that I needed to do because time was fleeting, but um, they weren't nothing that took a lot of energy for me or anything like that. And um, I feel really good. So hopefully when I go back to work next Monday, I'm recharged and I can get a lot of shit knocked out. See, look, there I go. <laughs> but for real, like I'm literally being lazy this week. I'm minimal contact with anybody that I work with right now, unless they are wishing me a happy belated birthday. Like I really wish I could be on a, somewhere on the beach with my husband half naked or whatever, but we'll settle for naps for now. And honestly, I don't even feel like doing all that shit. It, it takes too much work to get somewhere just to, to really, I just want to lay down on somebody's beach anyway. Like, I don't like, well, side note, because I'm about to be a squirrel right now. But when I do finally look, go somewhere and out of the country or whatever, like, honestly, I want to get there and just take a, a nap in front of beautiful scenery. Is anybody else like this? Because I feel like that's a really difficult and expensive point of view to have. But that's really, I just, I want to buy some cute bathing suits, okay? I want to go lay on the beach and take a nap with wonderful weather and a beautiful scenery with my husband. And then maybe that night we can go dance. I love dancing, so... 
that would be like a beautiful vacation for me. Like I don't want to walk nowhere. Right? Uh, I got invited to go to Disney World, and I literally only wanted to go because there was a lot of girls that I wanted to meet for the first time because we had been friends on the internet. But walking around Disney World all day, babe, no, thank you. That is not my type of vacation. Like I need to be lazy. Like I just got to. So I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So happy birthday to me. I'm a Pisces queen out here. I have wonderful company. Shout out to Rihanna and the rest of these Pisces. Erica Badu, Chili. Like I got, you know, Methamid's birthdays today. I don't know about y'all Pisces men, but I'm going to stand in solidarity with y'all. I'm not going to talk too much shit, but y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know how y'all are. <laughs> I know enough Pisces men. Y'all know how y'all are. And you know what I'm saying? So but I love y'all for real. So um, I'm going to keep it light on this episode, but I did want to continue the consistency, if you will. And this is fun to me. So I don't mind coming in here, sitting in front of my computer screen and talk to y'all. I was supposed to have a date with my friend, William, but he stood me up. Like he was supposed to, <laughs> he was supposed to let me know we were actually supposed to record together this evening. And it's so hard getting our schedules on track. He's a young man, very much single with no responsibilities. And so I'm always the one that's kind of holding up the process because I have to sneak away to record. I have to get in a space where it's quiet to record. Like it's really, it's harder for me. Like I don't just pull up a chair and record. It's really some recon shit when I do get an opportunity to record a podcast. Like it is, it's probably, it's 930, 928 right now. But my kids are asleep. My kids go to bed at 8.30. So it's just a lot of, you know, I can't do it when they're up. My kids, too needy, too clingy, always hungry. I just can't. Not until I have my own house with my whole my own recording situation. I just don't have the flexibility um, that I would like to have. And that's fine because I find a way because this is something I actually like to do. So, um, yeah, Will. Damn, bro. Like, I actually, uh, I got um hit up by um a friend that he introduced me to on the internet and that i did an episode with Dougalina. shout out to her that's a great person i'm one of my favorite personalities on the internet and super talented super music knowledgeable too like i thought i was on some shit this girl knows her shit and um she had told me about you know somebody else needing somebody a co-host and i was like nah i'm gonna record with will tonight <laughs> but thank you for thinking about me because i that was one of my goals this year is to collaborate with more podcasters and stop being afraid of it because i do a solo show so i'm able to kind of like run how this shit goes and um it's really different when you're in an atmosphere with other like-minded people because y'all all have a significant you know amount of things y'all want to say and uh different viewpoints and things like that so i'm challenging myself to step outside of my own little box that i've created for myself in the comfort of a solo show and going to collaborate with other people so i hung that up because i thought will was gonna be talking to me and was gonna talk about some shit. like that's my homeboy from high school like we've been friends since i want to say junior year junior year in high school since so since like 05 05 04 ish um so it's my homeboy for life and uh, i was looking forward to that but we gonna reschedule it's all good um i'll throw their podcast in at the end of the show so y'all can check them out very dope individuals y'all know i love i think i'm pretty sure i've spoken about will before on the show um but yeah 
So anyways, we're just going to keep this really short. I'm just going to go over a few things that happened this week or things that are on my brain and that I want to get off my opinions about. The first thing I really want to talk about is I'm going to give Remy Ma her flowers right now because I'm very proud of her endeavors and what she is doing when it comes to uplifting uplifting different female rappers um, in the game. And this is in regards to her initiative that is called Chrome 23, which is basically a battle rap league. Um, I I want to say recently because it, it hasn't been since I was a teenager, probably like my mid-20s. I came across um, Point of the Ring on YouTube, and I believe that was like around 2011. And since then, I've been hooked. It is uh, one of my favorite pastimes. I like to challenge myself and like really listen to what they have to say because these ladies are really spitting some hot shit. And... Uh, they're very intelligent in the way that their wordplay is and schemes and angles and all that shit. It's, it's just dope. And I've been a fan. I have so many um, women in my pocket right now from watching Queen of the Ring. Um, 40 Bars, of course. She's elite. Like, she elite. Shayna Ashley, Fair Funeral, Shuni, um, Jazz the Rapper. Check out all of those women. They're, like, super dope. The battles are always dope as shit. And, and they're hilarious. They're hilarious on top of that. So I, I have been watching Queen of the Ring for some time. And y'all know, like, if you don't know, hopefully you do know what a rap battle is. Just think about, um, what's that fucking movie with Eminem? <laughs> At the shelter. Is it the shelter? <laughs> no, that's Honey. <laughs> Wait, was it the shelter in... Why the hell I can't think of that damn? Gloria gonna tell me. I know Gloria gonna be like, girl, that's the name of the movie. Uh, use yourself and your music, your moment. I'm gonna be mad at myself, but y'all know what damn movie I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm losing my mind, but that is a rap battle. When Eminem's character at the end, they're going bar for bar against each other. They have a certain amount of time they have to spit off some shit. It can either be pre-written or whatever, which is usually what they do, or you can go off the top. Uh, off the top as in as it comes out of your mouth that is something that you're thinking right there so I've been watching Queen of the Ring for years now and basically the problem with female battle rap is that there is no money that's being invested into these women and so a lot of them they you know they have a, an actual job that they go to and they do rap battles on the weekends or whenever they have events and cards that come up and they can't devote too much time into it because there's not much money in comparison to their male counterparts um, with URL and Smack. And those are some other battle leagues that are male dominated. And there's not a lot of money going into that. So what Remy Ma wanted to do is pretty much use her resources, use her, um, you know, her talent and her history in battle rap, which is essentially where she came from in order to give these women who have been doing this for years a platform or at least just a spotlight to garner more money and opportunities and uh, they just had their first event on my birthday February 27th and it was wild like there are things obviously that they can clean up and um, make a little bit better but it was their first event and for a first event with the names that they had on the card um, it was dope. It's on YouTube right now. And if you search Chrome 23, you can check out a few of the battles. Um, there was one 
two pair of ladies that not two pair of ladies but two ladies who i wasn't really familiar with i'm assuming that they are newer to the game but prestavia and yoshi never heard of them both of them but that was a, a pretty solid battle um you have to know and if you have watched battles before you know that the crowd and the audience participation could really fuck up how you view it so it's really good if you're one of those people who like to actually listen to the words and understand how they're throwing things at the of their opponent um to really just go back and listen to it and kind of disregard the crowd reaction because sometimes it's a valid thing but sometimes you can tell when the crowd don't fuck with somebody and they not doing a reaction on purpose but the rapper might have said some hot shit for real. So um, that was kind of like the vibe that I got. Prestavia was getting more crowd reaction out of that while Yoshi was kind of struggling to to get the the crowd support that I felt like she deserved because she was, she was doing really well up there. So you had those two, like I said, I believe that they are rookies. Don't nobody jump me in, in the comments because I'm not sure. I haven't watched in a while because Queen of the Ring has moved to used to be on youtube and now they have a caffeine app and they have different things in order to see them and then they have live events that they sometimes don't record at all so i haven't really been in as involved as i'd like to be but i'm glad to see like this spark in female battle rap again um brought to you by remy ma so um what was another battle they had qb um black diamond and they have 40 bars and I'm not going to go into the history about every single person, but they had beef in the past before. So seeing them get back together, and when I mean beef, I'm talking about squaring up, fighting and shit. <laughs> so it was like people were waiting on that card to come because we knew that there was going to be a lot of animosity behind whatever the fuck they were saying to each other on the stage. Great battle. Like 40 bars absolutely killed it. I'm actually a fan of QB Black Diamond. She is known to be one of the most disrespectful battle rappers, and she absolutely is. I was telling my husband while I was watching it because I was like, okay, this is my little birthday gift. I get to watch a battle on my birthday. And he didn't realize how. And I think this is what hurt QB. I want you to watch it for yourself, but I want. <laughs> I will let you know ahead of time that QB absolutely got slaughtered. And I blame this a lot on the audience because she stayed true to who she is as a battle rapper. She's a disrespectful bitch. So <laughs> when she was saying some things that were terrible as shit, this is what I'm accustomed to from her because I've been watching her for years, but the crowd wasn't feeling it. The crowd actually felt very like woke and PC, which is really weird for battle rap it's just like comedy in a sense like stand-up comedians like you sh you almost have a free ground to say whatever the fuck you want to say on that stage um but the crowd wasn't really feeling it like there was like appalled at some of the shit she said which was weird for me and i think that really fucked her up because she's used to having um crowd participation and people being like wild at what she's saying and i think her confidence was a little fucked up after that so that just left the gate. And then when you're going against somebody like 40 bars, who is just, she's a beast. Like it's, even if you are bar heavy, you gonna have a challenge when you go up against 40. In the rare case that she chokes, the, that's pretty much been the only time that she has lost a battle. Very rare. Um, that's a really great battle. I think she got, um, they, they had some initiatives behind that. I didn't even get into that, but. Remy Ma had the battle, so the women are getting paid more. And they also had initiatives um, 
that they would win some extra money. So it was like Battle of the Night. Um, damn, damn, I'm gonna have to look it up. The Battle of the Night, I wanna say, Body Bag of the Night, which means you just slaughtered somebody. Let me find the page on Instagram so I can tell y'all what the categories were. Um, yes, so best performance, which is best individual performance who got up there, um, kind of displayed their confidence, also coming with the bars and the, the crowd presence. Body of the night, which is where it was like a 3-0 basically, where that person just really molly the fuck out of their opponent. And then they had battle of the night. Um, so who did I say last? 40 and QB. Great battle, just hard to watch. If you're a QB fan, it was a hard watch because it was just like, damn, she was like, it was like when you're watching a fight and somebody just keep pounding on somebody that's down and keep kicking them and shit. That was, <laughs> that's how that battle went. Then I was really looking forward to Miss Hustle and Couture. Couture is like by far, like I haven't put them in a category yet. Like I haven't rated them, but Couture is definitely a top three female battle rap artist to me. And a lot of, she gets a lot of slack because she brings in props and she does a lot of shit, but I feel like her bars carry, like she just is multifaceted and people are mad about that. And they can stay bad, but she she does really great whenever she gets there. Her demeanor on stage is always locked and cocked. Like, you really can't shake her. She don't get in her feelings. She don't get in her emotions. While you have Miss Hustle, who is very animated, um, very scary, and um, but also very bar-heavy. So watching them two go at it was really tight. And uh, they got Battle of the Night. Um, did I miss anybody? We had Prestavia, Yoshi. 40 QB. Who am I missing? Oh, Official and KCJ, which I didn't watch that because they like sisters. They, they're really great artists as well, but they're like sisters. So I didn't know how hard they were going to go on each other. So I didn't even watch that one. So like I said, all of these videos are up on YouTube right now. I believe the Hot 9-7 actually sponsored this. And this is why it's such a big deal with Remy Ma getting behind this and bringing in her resources and her tools in order to get these ladies more money. Um, QB actually did an interview with them where she was saying in like a decade of doing battle rap, this is the biggest check that she's ever received. And this just goes to show, you know, I think a lot of these women are doing better than a lot of men in rap and commercial rap right now. And, but they're not even making, you know, a cut of the money that these men make. So shout out to Remy Ma. I did really just want to focus on that because I do want them to continue to do this. Uh, there's a lot of rappers that I want to see on this car. I want to see Miss Fit. I want to see Shayna Ashley on future events. Like those are my girls. I really enjoy watching them brought a lot of entertainment to me in my early YouTube days. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to Ma for putting it all together. And hopefully she has more successful events. I'm really looking forward to those. Um, really quickly, I went longer on that than I expected to. Uh, shout out to Kim K. She's single, um, technically, technically. So I think she went to the court because she just wanted to get her marital status fixed. Like they still have a lot of things that they have to work out in court. However, she was like, bitch, I just want my name back. Like, I don't want nothing else to do with this man. Um, I understand that y'all are very excited about this documentary. I just don't 
have the energy to watch it and and the sad thing is is that i'm very curious about watching the documentary but i feel like everything that he did to kim earlier last month in february had to do with promoting this documentary therefore i want no parts <laughs> like there's a lot of problematic things that obviously we could say that kanye west has done but at this point it's like you showing your cards to me at this point like you you a stunt queen <laughs> You a stunt queen, Kanye. Like, and you don't gotta do that. The man is so talented, and it just it it pisses me off that he feels like he has to go to these to to these levels with us. Like, we day ones. Like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? But anyway, she wanted to be um, officially declared single. She don't want no parts of this, and, and she was granted that. But um, I believe. Kanye West is walking around here with a Kim Kardashian lookalike, bro. What the fuck is up with that? See, this is, this is, that's why I can't. I am college dropout, okay? Uh, late registration, all right? Graduation, okay? Eight away some heartbreak. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Jesus and below, Jesus and everything before that. I, I could I could get on there and listen to that today, but I'm just so upset with him and his antics. I just don't know what what went wrong. Apparently, the documentary highlights a lot of things that people are you know having conspiracies about where this shit like <laughs> fucked up along the path. But I don't care anymore. Like you're you're for almost forty. You're almost forty. Um, take responsibility for yourself and do the work and heal yourself at this point. Like. I'm even at an age where it's just like, I'm not gonna blame certain shit on my childhood. If you know some shit affects you from your childhood and you're not actively working on fixing those so you can get back right, then then, then that's, you, that's you at this point, that's you. So if somebody, if he's involved with this documentary that is showcasing what the issue is, then bitch go to therapy, bro. Like, and stop bringing us in your business and stop disrespecting your baby mama. You chose her, bro. Like, we didn't even want this for you, but this is what you did. And so now y'all have kids. And so I just think, just chill out on that. So I don't know what he's going to do. That news just came out this today that she's declared single. So I feel like I'm going to wake up to some IG shit from Kanye. But y'all, I could be wrong. So <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to Kim. Damn, dog. I, I, huh. I, I already told, I told my friends, like, every time... You know, I'm so mad that he got me up here defending Kim Kardashian, but she don't deserve that shit. So I'm going to stick beside her for this and this only. Moving on. Euphoria was great. I really feel like I could go, I could go on a tangent about it. If you follow my Keith the Kentucky um, Facebook page, I did do a live reaction. I did jack that up because I wanted to have it where you could see the screen and you could also see my reactions. Um, but I wasn't able to make that happen, but you, you can still go on there and check it out if you want to. Last episode was crazy. I think Sam Levinson needs to be put in a dirt six feet because like, why would you do that to us? Um, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We have been a spoiler because I'm about to say some shit, bro. And I don't want y'all hit me up talking about, oh my God, you spoiled the episode for me. Cause right now I'm letting you know, I'm about to spoil some shit for you. I'm giving you time to, you know, fast forward about five minutes. If you hear anything about Euphoria, fast forward like 30 more seconds, all right? Cool. Uh -huh. 
they killed my homie Trey. And this is what I'm gonna explain about it. Trey needs to die though, Ash Trey. He had to go, he had to go. He been in too much shit. Like he been in too much shit since like the cradle, bro. Like he got dropped off by some people because they couldn't pay their money. Like he was collateral to a drug dealer. <laughs> and she was just like, this, he little homie cute. Like we keep him around. So Fizz can have some friend or whatever, somebody to play with. And that's how he gained family. And so we've been lo loyal to, you know, the mama or the grandma and loyal to Fizz. And that's all he know is loyalty, drugs, craziness, protect Fizz. This is all he knows. I'm not sure that there's a, a certain amount of therapy that we could have got our boy into to help him get through everything that he's seen um he's very he's very violent he's very impulsive and uh he doesn't think shit through which is kind of crazy because they did write him to kind of be a little bit more menacing than the last few episodes but i know that we opened up the season he killed mouse and and killing somebody can fuck you up so that's a possibility that you know he encountered some some things some ptsd from what he's endured throughout his whole life and I don't know if we could have brought him back from, from that. So in retrospect, it's like, I'd rather them take ashtray from us. We made cornbread and macaroni and cheese at the repast rather than us having to put our homie Fez on a t-shirt. I'm just not sure how I would have felt about that. But now we're leaving the episode and y'all got to watch it because I'm not doing a blow for blow on the episode, but I'm just pointing out certain shit. At, if you sticking with me, you watch the episode. So you know what I'm talking about anyways. Um, I, I'm happy that my homegirl Faye was trying to help out, but bitch, like this information would have been way more valid two episodes ago babe when you found out like <laughs> i want to like faye for doing the shit like she had the glass drop that shit and she looked up at Fez like don't say that but girl like we should have known that when you came in from from the place out in the alley because you was there with them by themselves and you could have easily put them on game but now it got hectic and and trey don't like all that silly sneaky shit like he ain't into all that he just gotta act he gotta be on go at all times and so i knew once trey like even from the last episode the episode before the finale i was like oh shit <laughs> ash trey about to fuck some motherfuckers up right away asexually like he about to get some ass and Custer, you on the menu, bruh. Like, <laughs> I felt, you know, like, girl, you should have said something earlier. Um, Lexi and her play, like, the one thing she had, Cassie come and scoop that up. She want attention from that, too. But I also kind of feel like this, you know, the little bit of, you know, feeling sorry for Cassie is the fact that that is valid, though. You know, somebody make a whole play about you and it's, like everything your likeliness and everybody could put two and two together at this point but uh i mean when you went up there and just claimed it i i don't know girl you was valid for your feelings but you could have you could have kept that performance that you gave with that high breath in that door and coming up on the stage and being real extra did nobody care about your speech girl we was trying to see the play and um she deserved all the ass whooping that she got from maddie Maddie's a queen. 
Um, Maddie is not to be disturbed next season. She's got things going on. Um, she's got a family behind her that be giving her extensive gifts and shit. Um, so she's trying to move in the right direction. So I hope that's what Sam Levinson does. Nate, go to hell. I also don't like how they put me in the position to root for Cal. Like, it's really fucked up. Like, there's a whole discussion going on on Twitter about the fact that Cal is a predator, but he didn't know homegirl was under 18. But also, when old men be going for younger people, that still be weird, no matter what the age is. It just do. Like, if they legal, that's fine. But if you got somebody with, you know, a 20-year gap between y'all, it's still, it's still a little weird and predatory, you know? I didn't like that they put me in a position to root for a cow, but cow be listening to Kylie Minogue, so I kind of kind of fuck with him a little bit. <laughs> when he came in there and he was working, he had all of his queer homies just hanging out, and they had can't get you out of my head. I was like, oh shit, this man got taste. I don't know, it can't be bad him right now. But Nate just wants to fuck up the fun because that's what he do. He don't like nobody around him to have fun. And so he fucked up the fun and got his daddy locked up. So what you gonna do? What y'all doing for money next season? I don't know. He got the master plan though. And obviously he made some recordings of this shit. So the saga continues with all that bullshit. Jules thought she had a friend. And he gonna manipulate her into some shit too next season. Just watch. I'ma pause right here. I'ma continue that talk about euphoria when I get back from this. Stay tuned. All right, continuation of Euphoria Talk. I was about to run out of time for my little segment there. Um, What else went on in Euphoria, y'all? Rue looked super healthy, looked like she'd been eating right and uh, washing her face and her ass. And I was excited about that. Very clear thinking, understanding her and Lexi had a really good conversation at the end of the episode, Um, which was kind of cool because she was telling Lexi how she was able to take her trauma and the things that she went through and flip that into art and I think Rue is really in search of something that she can put her energy into so she doesn't have to think about all the bad shit that she goes through and I just want Rue mama to put her in therapy like I think it's not too late for Rue to make a recovery and to have um you know success in the future like she's been on drugs for a while now like when we're looking at flashbacks I want to say it's about three or four years um because what is she was yeah because they were all super young in the flashback so it's been a while she's been on drugs for a while but i feel like she can make a recover recovery only if she wants to she has to want to do that but i think she needs the resources and her mother's really trying to work to get her into rehab and get her everything she needs but also there was a debate you know about the conversation that rue's mother had with her and uh i think it's because i grew up in a black household um that I understood it. A lot of people thought that that conversation that she had with her was harsh and I got it. Like she has a sister, Gia, who is starting to display like feelings of not being cared for or she knows nobody's paying attention to her. And then when you start to feel like you got a little bit of freedom because your mother's attention is so wrapped up in your sister who is a drug addict, you start doing some like 
some you start having some of them tendencies not quite going over to drugs but you start doing shit because you know you can because ain't nobody paying attention to you and so rue's mom had to like make a decision of bro like if you gonna do drugs you got to be 18 bro and this is like this is a conversation that many black folks didn't heard um and we like to put a lot of the oh don't let me get too deep now we like to put a lot of this on our parents but a lot of it's on us too i know at least for me i was like oh i can't wait till i turn 18 so i get the fuck out of this house not knowing that we could probably stay in our, our, our parents house as long as we want but we have to abide by certain rules and we have to do certain things well then that's the reason why we run the fuck out of the house it's not even necessarily i only speak for me obviously it's not necessarily we got kicked out of the house it's that we didn't want to follow the rules that our parents had for us and so we got the fuck out of dodge um i, I see a lot of people saying like oh we get, got kicked out of the house. i was like did y'all <laughs> i don't know like i said i can only speak for me but i i'm pretty sure if i wanted to i probably could have stayed in the house for a little bit longer and I know money is a part of that and paying rent. So some sometimes it is a part of finance and money and stuff like that. But I feel like really it was a choice for me. It was like, did I want to follow my mama rules? No, I didn't really want to. Want <laughs> to get the fuck out of Dodge. And so when Rue's mama's talking to her, she's like, you better be 18. Look, I, I've tried. I've been there. I've been up in the middle of the night with you. I've chased you all over this goddamn town trying to show you that i love you and i care for you and i want you to live but you gotta want that for yourself and so i'm not going to keep on devoting time and energy into you when you don't want it and i have a whole nother child that's feeling like she can she can get froggy and i have to devote that time and energy to her now i just do and that was understandable to me like i didn't feel no type of way was it weird in the time frame that she did that shit? absolutely because the bitch was enjoying having her best life eating ice cream and just randomly you know they was probably watching love and hip-hop or some shit and she just turned to her and was like look do all the drugs you want like i gotta i gotta <laughs> i gotta put me first like i said oh <laughs> they could have went a, a better way of displaying that to the audience but still valid to me i don't know um i will say and this will probably be like my last note about euphoria will it be my last note i know i could talk a little bit more because i was just gonna i got one more topic left that i was gonna hit on at the end of euphoria right so we got through the whole play nathan got his daddy locked up they put this whole fucking song on here for elliot and what was the reason for that what was up with that sam didn't nobody ask for that and then this motherfucker everybody the general consensus is this motherfucker gonna say oh the song ain't done yet bitch yes it is what you talking about that song you you got a whole verse a chorus a hook a bridge bitch the song done stop playing with me elliot and i just thought that that scene was like why did we need that that was literally five or six minutes of him singing Rue goes to say, hey, man, I got a lot of people I got to say sorry to, um, but not so many people that I'm going to tell them I forgive. So she went to forgive him. And then he was like, oh, we should be friends. And you should, he was like, oh, well, you said that we probably not good for each other. So it was so pointless to me because Rue pretty much said, I ain't fucking with you like that, but I forgive you. I don't care about her forgiving Elliot. I don't care for his character anymore. I just like up until like I actually liked him 
until that relationship between him and Jules started to get weird. I was like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And I feel like Rue knows, but she, nobody told her. Like she had to put two and two together herself. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, I could do without his presence. I, like I said, I liked him in the beginning. I felt like he was cool, but there was, when they was doing drugs together and Rue went into the bathroom and then he went in after her and he blew the cocaine instead of, or whatever the hell they were smoking. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a drug kind of sore, babe. Um, whatever they were snorting and he blew it. And I was like, mm, what you trying to stay sober for when you be doing drugs too? Like, what's up with that? Like, I was like, I started to get real suspect about the kid because i was like i don't know how i feel about that but all right i keep my eye on you mm. but yeah didn't didn't know why we needed that whole episode <laughs> and and fez shout out to my homie fez was who was trying to do the right thing um i will give you this when faye dropped the glass in the bathroom not the bathroom in the kitchen told fez i gave fez the he heads up that custer was trying to pretty much coerced well trying to get him to say that he had something to do with mouse's murder because he was mic'd up and wired and so the police was gonna come bust through as soon as they heard a confession out of fez Faye took that opportunity to kind of like switch the story up put the responsibility on lori which lori's is the crazy ass female drug dealer that rue got caught up with and um it would have been perfect until Ashtray stabbed dude in the neck. And I was like, go to, I'm going to put it on my page as soon as I post this episode. It'll probably be in the same uh, page or in the same link as when I do like my little ad for this show. But my reaction was just pure horror. I was like, why? I couldn't wrap my head around it because it would have worked out. I just felt like it would have worked out. But Ashtray is in no place to think logically. He just sees that Fez, the low key one, is about to get played by somebody or has been played by somebody. Now he got to react. And that's just, he's in go mode when it comes to Fez. So there's a whole shootout. The police bust in. Fez uh, wants Ashtray to just, you know, surrender. He won't get a, a lot of time. He'll probably go to juvie and then get out. But Trey ain't having none of that shit. Goes to the bathroom, gets the bus, and like got all the guns and loaded everything. Like it was giving big Cleo energy from set it off. Like this motherfucker was going in. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, why? But he's a kid. He's probably like, I want to say he's probably like 14, 13, 14. He's not thinking in, in crime is all my man's all uh, new. That's all he's known his whole life. And uh, he went out, I, I, as much as I want to say like a G, I just want to say it's dumb. It was dumb. I really wish he hadn't did that. He ended up shooting Fez. So we don't know Fez's destiny. Hope, hopefully he make it. Got shot in the stomach. And then the police end up taking him out because he's busting outside the door. And then one of the police officers opened up the door thinking that he's on the ground, the ashtray. And he not. He get up and hit him with the shoddy. I was like, oh my God, why? So they hit him with the laser beam, took him out. I, I couldn't even cry. I knew it was happening. And then like from the preview last week, I was like, oh shit. And I was just trying to rationalize like all of these outcomes. Like, what? I said, they cannot take Fez. They can't take Fez after all we've been through this season, learning his backstory, you know, 
going through this relationship with him and Lexi. No way, you can't take him. But we don't know Ashtray. We just know Ashtray to be Fez's right-hand man and that he was dropped off and that he just been ride or die for the family. That's all we know. We haven't gotten any deeper with Ashtray. So for me, going into the finale, I was like, if someone's dying, it's probably going to be Ashtray. And I, I think that's why I wasn't that emotional about it. Even though it's fucked up that they took out that kid like that, I feel like it was a better way. But he was busting, though. I don't know. He was busting. He he was going the fuck in. I damn, but um, I don't know about like what what is up with this possibly coming back in two thousand twenty four? Because I get it, we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> Shout out to Jim Jones, but we have the vaccine. We got masking procedures. We got work procedures. Motherfuckers is still going to work. Uh somebody are we look i don't understand why we doing this i guess we'd be back in 2024 these motherfuckers gonna be sophomores in college and shit what the fuck is going on like i don't also while i'm here bitching about that shit queens the show with brandy and notori Naughton and uh god dang who the other girl Eve, but Eve ain't been on the show because she just had to be. I was trying to think of the, the other girl that's on there, the Hispanic girl. But they take like two and three weeks off and then they come back and want you to still be involved with the show. Also, This Is Us does the same thing. I'm like, why are we taking so many breaks? This Is Us is the worst right now. It's the last season. It's the last season, which means like this should be like, it shouldn't be the best season ever, but you should at least care about your audience like staying sticking with it and Grey's Anatomy does that shit too like I just I don't know if you are aware of why this happens please let me know let me know because it, it just makes me mad because I get ready like today's Wednesday I was like oh uh, this is us came on last night I could watch that and it didn't air and it hasn't aired since last week it came on but before that it was like two weeks prior and I was like what is, are we doing bi-weekly episodes now like what when have we done that I don't know I've gotten so spoiled from like Netflix and um you know them giving us all the episodes and letting you binge them and then fucking you up because you gotta wait a whole year for a new season of whatever shout out to Love is Blind I'm waiting for um the, the reunion for that this season was a mess it was it was bad good good bad <laughs> it was good television but it was horrible i was like we had uh, okay this is what we ended up with very well like it was just disappointing i'll probably talk about them on the next episode and do like a recap after the reunion i'm not gonna go deep now because i said i wasn't even gonna be talking that long but look at me i'm here i'm still talking um what else Meg the stallion her trial with Tory Lanez got rescheduled over to April. And for some odd reason, the people, some people, idiot people, believe that Tory Lanez didn't have to do with it. And I just want to know, did y'all think that the, the there was a Casper the Friendly Ghost over at the Ponda, wherever the fuck they was at, and shot Meg? It had to, it comes between two people. She didn't shoot herself. Tory was there, Kelsey was there. Meg said out of her mouth that Kelsey didn't do it, so that leaves one person. Um, DJ Academics is airing out lies 
about the case. The case wasn't even going on. They, he said there was certain evidence that was displayed that will be favorable to Tory Lanez. We don't believe you at this point. Like I'm waiting for this court to be this court case to roll out and be done. Like I want that from Megan. I feel like every time it's brought up, everybody gaslights her and and doesn't credit her for not credit but doesn't believe her story and that annoys me especially seeing it play out so publicly so I can only imagine how she's dealing with all of this I truly I truly believe Megan if something otherwise happened I I I could stand on that I don't believe that though I don't believe anything other than what I feel like the common sense thing is is going to come out so um, I, just, I just don't feel like somebody as smart as what I perceive Meg the Stallion to be to get caught up in so many, not caught up, but like go into so many different deals and endorsements and, and concert headline and all that shit to be doing that and then been lying. Because this, if in the 0% chance I believe that she lied, she's fucked up her career. Like her career would be fucked. Um, but also on the flip side with Tory Lanez, it's like, please deport this dude. Please get him out of here. Please don't support him. But I feel like because of the way the fan bases are, is that they're going to continue to harass that girl or they're not going to believe the outcome. And that's what I fear. And, but unfortunately that's what I believe will happen. Um, that just because certain fan bases do not like Meg the Stallion, um, that they will believe anything they want to believe. And you can do that on the internet. So shout out to Meg, hang in there, girl. You don't know me, I don't know you, but I just hate this shit for you. So <laughs> that's really all I have to say. I wasn't planning on this being a super long show. I just did want to take advantage of having a quiet house, taking my black ass to bed um, and, and enjoying the rest of my week of leave. I have two more days. It's going to be exciting times of naps and cuddling with my son since he'll be here with me. Thank you again so much for supporting the show, press and play, sharing, liking the pages on IG, on Facebook and all that. And just listening to me ramble about random pop cultural shit. I enjoy you. Thank you for enjoying me. I'll catch y'all back. So there's that. Thank you.